Watch up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Credo, and today I've got two coaches that are going to break down some things, insight, perspective, and information. So get your notepads out, and let's get to know our coaches. We'll start with you first, Coach Adams. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately. Thanks, Joel. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, talk with you guys. Uh, So a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a coach at McMurray University, which is a Division III uh, out in Abilene, Texas. So it's probably about two and a half hours west of the DFW Metroplex. Uh, This will be year four for me. Um, I've been at McMurray uh, my my whole coaching career. Uh, Started off playing ball at Howard Payne, grew up in Dallas, got recruited to play at Howard Payne University out in Brownwood as a pitcher. Um, You know, spent five years there getting my undergrad and then uh, got hired on at McMurray. Uh, you know, I've been in the BCBL for three years, uh, when I first got started and then, um, was a pitching coach in the Northwoods league for the St. Cloud rocks. And then last year was with the Brazos Valley bombers on the TCL. Um, so that's just a little bit of my background for baseball. I've done a little bit of everything with the nature of division three. Um, you wear many hats in what you do. And I love it. And so, uh, you know, from a family side, you know, I'm married, uh, my wife Desiree. And then here in the next, gosh, any time now, uh, we'll have our first boy, um, uh, JP. And so <laughs> just kind of been waiting these last two weeks for uh, to get the text from my wife saying, hey, we got to go to the hospital. So <laughs> that's kind of been the big thing that's been going on with me right now. Awesome. We're glad to have you on. And what about you, Coach Wydedek? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on and, and, and Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, hopefully we're, we're, we're due for a much better year than, than the one we just had. But um, my name is Mitchell Wydedek. I'm currently the recruiting coordinator at St. Pete Junior College in Clearwater, Florida. Um, we're a Division I JUCO and the Suncoast Conference. Um, Before my time at St. Pete, I was the head student manager at the University of Florida. I was there from the fall of 2015 to 2019, uh, and I'm I'm very, very fortunate to to be a part of that program at that time. Got to make three trips to Omaha, and and I was a part of the dog pile when we won in 2017, which was, was a tremendous experience and learned a lot about how elite college baseball players work and how elite programs operate. You know, how, how do you practice? How do you play? How do you travel? Um, what, what is the infrastructure within those facilities? What, what does that look like? And, and, and what does it take to, to, to develop elite talent? Um, was going to leave Florida and I wasn't a student anymore, so I couldn't be a student manager. The rules are tricky that way. And, and I wanted to go somewhere that I could practice what I learned immediately right away and the the junior college scene in the state of florida is uh is, is amazing it's incredibly competitive and uh landed with coach beckman over at st pete and it's great because i'm a tampa guy born and raised so i, I get to i get to recruit the area that i grew up and kind of go back and work on those relationships that uh that i built while i was playing in tampa and, it, and it's been a great time and i'm excited to uh get st pete kind of back to its winning raise ways a little bit and um and make a name for myself in the process Awesome. Glad to have both you coaches on and get your perspective and information. So let's dive into the baseball questions, and we'll start with you first, Coach Wydedek. When going to a game while looking for a pitcher or watching film or a kid sends you information, you know, what are you looking for, and then why are you looking for that information from a pitcher in particular? 
Awesome. Well, I, I think I think the first thing my eyes always jump to is what's the arm action look like, and is, and is that a healthy and repeatable arm action? And and that really serves as an indicator for the the, the arm strength and, and and health over time. Um, you know, the, the, their their college baseball fall is a whole lot different than their high school fall, and and, and they they play fifty six games and. In, in a junior college season, they probably only played 25 or 30 in a high school season. So can, is that arm going to hold up over their freshman year? And, and, then, and then, of course, afterwards is just as important. But the health of that arm is, is, is something that, that's very important. Um, obviously, re- recruiting arms that, that you know, a, a little funkiness is okay. But, you know, unhealthy arm actions and, and the arm that's not connected to the body, that, that's going to leave some issues um, that, that you're going to have to deal with. And then... Uh, pitch ability is a big one. Um, can the pitches that this guy has, is that going to get good college hitters out? Uh, and, and there's a big difference between a high school pitcher who's throwing, you know, he's 86, 87, but his fastball is flat, that he's going to dominate a high school lineup. You know, they, they're, they're not used to seeing that velo. But it's not going to dominate a junior college lineup in the state of Florida. That, that's just not going to happen. He, he's not going to be in the game very long. So, you know, does it does his off-speed chance give him uh, off-speed pitches give him a chance to get good college hitters out? Uh, and you know, is 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 the fastball flat? You know, it can does it have some run to it? You know, it can can he get out that way? Um, and th- and then a minor thing I always look at is you know what's the story with the bottom half? Are are, are the legs involved in the act of pitching? Um, a, a lot of high schoolers either physically or mechanically. Their, their, their legs aren't what it needs to be, you know, whether it's, it's not connected to, to, the, the, to the act of pitching or the, the legs aren't just strong enough yet. Because um, that's going to tell you a lot about the projectability of, of, of that pitcher you're watching. You know, if, if he does some things really well and he gets good hitters out, but his legs aren't a part of the story, then, then, then you're in a position to really add to this person. And, and you, know, you, you can add something mechanically and strength-wise and, and also enable him to pitch deeper into games, which, which increases his value as a player on your team and then increases his value as, as a member of a roster of a bigger and better program after his time in junior college. So I think all of those things are, are important and you know it, it really speaks to what this person's going to do two or three years down the road and, and how he's going to make your program look better to the next group of pitchers that come, comes in. And what about you, Coach Adams, when recruiting a pitcher, whether it be film, you're going to a game, you know, what's that information you're looking for? What's something you want to know about that pitcher? And then why do you want to know that information? So I just want to make note of, uh, you know, Coach hit, you know, the nail on the head perfectly talking about pitchability. Um, I think nowadays a lot of people get so worked up in the minutia of, hey, well, if I throw hard, I'm automatically going to get looked at. And there's a point of that where that's true. But like I said, if you're throwing 86, 87, but it's flat, um, you know, it's at our level, even though it's Division Three, most Friday night starters in our conference at the American Southwest are mid to upper eights, touching low nines, depending on who we play. Um, and we play in a really good hitters conference. And so you've got to have pitchability, absolutely. You know, you have to be able to locate a breaking ball um, and also display a third pitch a lot of times if you want to be a dude out there. Uh, so that's kind of what I look at uh, from a pitch standpoint. Like I said, I want to see, again, I want to see the arm work. Um, I like funkiness, but at the same time, like Coach hit on too, if the body can't hold up that funkiness um, to where 
it leads to more injuries, then there's something we may have to tweak a little bit if we want to pursue the player. Um, but a guy that's got, you know, stuff that can allow barrels to be missed um, and more than anything just attacks the strike zone. Uh, some of the best kids I've seen through our program the last four years, um, one of them was a little lefty out of a small town in Wichita Falls that maybe topped out at 79. He was a little lefty, but he lived low and could throw a fastball, curveball, and changeup all for strikes, and he absolutely dominated in our conference um, because he just knew how to locate. And that's not always the case. Obviously, you know, if you want velocity, that's going to be a huge plus, um, you know, to any school in general. But more importantly, like at our level, uh, like Coach said, a kid can rev it up to 86 to 88 at the high school level and get away with it because a lot of those kids are not – the reality is a lot of those kids are not college-level players. And on top of that, you're dealing with 14 some sometimes to 18-year-olds to where that beast is completely different versus at college – Anyone at that level can groove a fastball. You got to be able to show that you can command different stuff. And then the last factor I really look at for me, um, I always prefer to go to games as much as possible. Obviously, film tells me a little bit, but I want to see more than anything. How does he handle pressure? Um, how does he handle success? And how he, does he handle failure? If he gets lit up in a game, hey, I want to see how he acts towards his teammates. I want to see how he responds to getting behind his his brother's out on the field. Um, Cause if I see a kid that just pouts and sits on the side, doesn't say anything to his teammates. And that tells me a little bit about his character. Um, so I want to, I want to see that leadership and a little bit of that bulldog mentality and guys, uh, but I also want to evaluate and see like, is this guy just out for himself or is he out to get behind his teammates in when things get rough? So that's kind of what I look for. Awesome. Now let's transition into the hitting aspect of the game. And I'll start with you first, Coach Adams. You know, going back to that same question, when kids are sending you film or, you know, coaches are sending you film or you're going to a game, when it comes to the hitting aspect, what are you looking for? And then why are you looking for that? So um, I think, again, part of it is in film, you can see, for me at least, um, it's easier for me to evaluate a hitter just from watching, you know, how the hands work and how his body works when he swings um, first. But I still want to go see him in the game regardless um, because, you know, what a lot of people will send me at least um, in film is, you know, clips of where the kid sees two pitches and it's not the whole at bad, but he hits the ball well. And that's great and all, but also, you know, when I go out and look, I want to see, hey, is this kid actually got some velo behind him to where – He's got a. He's going to be challenged, or is it a kid throwing 75 that he should be getting? In all reality, if he's a good college hitter, he should be tattooing the kid. Um, and that might be a little blunt behind it, but that's just kind of what I've seen. And uh, you know, kids that you know take advantage of opportunities. I did, more than anything in game, you get to see their instincts. I want to see what their approach looks like. Um, are they an aggressive base runner? Are they aggressive hitter? Um, or are they a kid where they're really passive? Because the other thing, too, is, you know, stats are great, too, and everything, because we'll get that a lot. But I've seen players that will hit above 300, but they rarely get hard contact. And I've seen kids that maybe don't have the greatest numbers, but, hey, they get barrel. Um, they get barrel to the baseball, and they hit balls hard. And, um, you know, that's kind of a slippery slope to go on because, you know, sometimes that's reality. Some kids find holes more than others. Um, but for me, I want to see a guy that has a good aggressive approach, 
um, again, that competes and, you know, finds a way to make the barrel work whenever he swings. And what about you, Coach Wydedek? When it comes to hitting and kids are sending you film or coaches are sending you film or you're going to a game, what are you looking for? And then why are you looking for those aspects? Well, I, I definitely echo Coach Adam's sentiments about seeing hitters in games. Um, you know, the, the, the video we get sent uh, the, of them hitting batting practice, that's not that, that, that that's not college at bats and, and and I think seeing hitters hit in games you know the, the value of that is 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 huge um, I think fundamentally every hitter must have vision and balance um, obviously anything we want to do athletically starts with being balanced and, and they have to be balanced in the box to, to, to have a consistent swing physically um, if they're not balanced and they're not in control of their body it's going to be very tough to be able to hit consistently because the swing itself is not consistent um, I, I think a lot of the time, the thing I look for the most is, you know, what is this hitter doing with his hands? And, and does he actually hit with his hands? I think a lot of these young hitters, they've been told for a long time, make sure you squash the bug, you know, spin with your and, and make sure that your, your, your back foot rotates. And I, I don't know if I'm an all the way believer in that. You know, I, I was an assistant coach at Plant High School in South Tampa. And, and at the same time, we had Kyle Tucker and Pete Alonzo on our team. And, and, and now they're both doing great things in the big leagues. And on every swing they ever took in high school, their back foot traveled. And, and it wasn't because they didn't finish with, with, with their hips involved in their swing, but it's because they, they were focused on hitting with their hands. And, and I think the best hitters at the college level, they, they, they allow their hands to do the hitting for them, and, and their hips are, are a natural part of the follow-through of their swing, not a driving part of it. Um, and then the, I think the hands themselves, just, just real simple fundamentals, I think uh, uh, every hitter that wants to hit in college consistently has to have, they have to be able to get inside of and on top of the ball. Um, you know, and, and I don't just mean they have to be able to hit a ground ball. Uh, you know, obviously that, that's a skill, but that's not what we're really looking for. Uh, line drives and fly balls are, are, are good things too. Um, being able to handle the barrel. Can, can you keep leverage on that baseball? Can, can you avoid that fillet kind of bat path that, that a lot of hitters get when they are off balance and, and when, when their hands aren't ready? And, and can, you, can you go hit the opposite way? Hitting 300 is hard enough when when you you're trying to hit foul line to foul line, and and it's even harder when when you when you cut the plate in half and, and you can only hit one side of the plate. Um, that's just that that's 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 really really bad plate coverage, and it's going to get found out by by really any college coach that watches BP. So. I think all of that stuff is are, are big indicators, and you know the, the hands. I think when when I go to a game and 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 watch a hitter. You know, are his hands going to allow him to make adjustments and to catch up the fastballs and and allow him to be athletic enough in the box to where he can compete at the junior college level? Because um, because developing people's hands once they get to campus, that's that that that's a hard trick. We we, we don't have time for that a lot a, a lot of the times with 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 how expedited this this recruiting process has gone. And the the better your hands are when you get to campus. The, the, the better prospect you are out of high school and, and, and the better prospect you'll be to, to, to four-year programs that are looking to get our guys. Awesome stuff, guys. So I'll move into the next question. This question will start with you first, Coach Wydetic. And it's, you know, catching is kind of a different aspect of the game. So when you're looking at catchers, kind of along the same lines, you know, it's film or you're going to a game. What are some things you want to see from those catchers that, uh, you know, get you noticed? 
their ability to handle the ball is the biggest thing. Um, they're they're going to touch the ball anywhere from 150 to 180 times a game. Uh, can, can can you receive the ball better than 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 everyone else around you? And and do you understand what's going on? And and you know can can you handle the baseball well enough to give us a chance to win? Um, obviously, the arm is important. Being able to throw runners out is is something that you know it has a ton of value, and and I think that's fantastic. But the problem is, I, I see a lot of catchers in my inbox every day that email me. They they all have two one pop times. They 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 can all throw it a little bit. But do do you understand how to block a ball? Can you block a spiked fastball? You know, ten or twenty times a game, and, and can you pick up that ball and, and throw it back to the pitcher and, and display the same confidence and, and the same want to as as when everything is going really well for you. Um, uh, how you handle the pitchers is something that's very important. You know, a lot of the times something goes sideways for people on the mound, and it's not easy to pitch. There's there's no tree to hide behind. You're you're out in the open. You're 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 on that mound, and, and you're on an island. You know, can can you help your friend out on that island to to get us out of this inning and get us back in the dugout? And I use the duck and in, uh, in, in a water analogy all the time. You know, when 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 you and I look at a duck on a pond, we see this calm animal going about his business, and and he knows exactly what he's doing. And you and I look under the surface and we see we see his feet paddling along and he's 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 churning up water and, and he's steering as fast as he can. I, I kind of want my catchers to, to operate like that by outward appearance. They're they're calm. They're resolute. They, they know what they're doing. They're 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 confident. Um, but but under the surface in between their ears, they're thinking about, OK, what? What are my pitcher strength and weaknesses right now? What what what, is, what are the guy what are the guys on base trying to do? Are they trying to steal a base? Um, you know, do they do do they steal in this type of count? You know, what, what do I need to call a pitch out? The wheels underneath the surface should be turning just like a duck's feet are under underneath the surface of the water. But by outward appearance, he's he our catcher should should understand what they're doing, have some confidence and and be able to 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 walk their pitcher through an inning when he doesn't necessarily have their best stuff. And what about you, Coach Adams, when it comes to the catching position? What are those things you want to see in games and in videos? Uh, you know, Coach, again, like just nails it perfectly. Um, you know, in our conference specifically, uh, every, all 12 to 13 schools run. We do uh, East Texas Baptist, Concordia. All Every school is going to run. So for us, um, having a defensive first catcher is absolutely apparel. Um, and obviously, if – if you can get a five-tool catcher, I mean, that's phenomenal. But for me, I want to see not just the catch-and-throw side of things. Like Coach said, I want to see, hey, how does he block the ball? Um, can he control the run game? Uh, does he have a little bit of game savvy behind him, a little bit of game IQ? Because we don't call uh, pitches for our guys. Um, you know, Our catchers are expected to know the staff, uh, get to know each one of those pitchers, understand what their repertoire is, understand, hey, can he – is he good at locating a changeup in this count? Or what pitch do we need to go off of here in this situation, depending on the hitter? Um, it's a higher level thinking because I think part of the problem, too, is a lot of catchers are so used to being told what to do. They don't they start losing that ability to think for themselves in terms of learning the game. And for me, a catcher is the old saying, he is the quarterback of the field. So we expect him to act as a leader. And like Coach said, 
you know, he doesn't have to be the loud chirper everywhere. Like a lot of our best catchers I've coached are more quiet and reserved, you know, when they need to be, but they'll, you know, they vocalize and everything like that when they're supposed to. And, you know, having a good rapport with the pitching staff and understanding what these guys can and can't do. Um, and if he hits, you know, that's a huge plus for us. Um, but, you know, I get these kids all the time. And when I go watch showcases of the quote-unquote one-nine two-flat pop times uh, that drive me nuts because I see half the kids not even in a squat cheating on the, half of these drills versus if we put them in a game – uh, that pop time gets really inflated. And so, like I said, I want to see first defensively, you know, I can, if you've got arm strength, that's great, but I want to see how does he work around the plate? How does he block? How's his maneuverability? Um, and how does he, you know, what's the IQ like behind the dish? You know, can he officially, you know, he knows when to go talk to his pitcher and calm him down um, and be kind of a little bit of a protector in that sense and knows when to challenge guys and when, you know, to lead by example. Awesome. So my this next question is probably my favorite question when talking about the idea of recruiting. And we'll start with you first, Coach Adams. And it's when recruiting, do you recruit by position or best player slash athlete and then move them to a position? Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, to me, man, it's a little bit of both, uh, in all honesty. Uh, a lot of times, obviously, uh, we the kids that we do bring in are typically their shortstops at the high school level. Um, you know, very rarely is it a little different. Like, you know, right now with our class, we've got two kids from the same high school that one's a shortstop and one's a second baseman who will probably be more of a third baseman type kid. Um, and that's a little different uh, versus, you know, especially at the high, once you get to the 6A level at Texas, which is the highest you can go, um, you know, because a lot, depending on what program you look at, um, that shortstop might be a Division One commitment uh, kid, and the senior that we're going after is a second baseman for that team, but he can play shortstop at our level, and that's okay. Um, you see a lot of kids like that. And so, obviously, the old classic shortstop center field type kids um, are what, you know, what we try to look for. And some guys naturally um, flow over to those positions. Um, but typically for infielders, we'll go after – you know, primary shortstops, you know, they're your best athlete naturally um, to where moving them to different positions isn't as much of a challenge versus, you know, a guy that has been a second baseman his whole career due to arm strength. Um, he's obviously limited to one of two positions um, depending on his speed. And then for outfields, the same thing. Now, sometimes we'll get those corner outfielders that um, aren't as quick, but they can hit and they've got a little bit of arm strength behind them. So that helps their case. Um, but again, shortstops and center field type guys is usually what we try to go for. And then when they get here, they usually, you know, we'll flow them over, um, to what position is going to fit them best and what fits the program at that point. And what about you, coach? Why Dedek? when recruiting, do you recruit by position or are you just looking for the best player slash athlete and then fill a position? Well, I agree wholeheartedly with, with the new nuance aspect that that coach Adams just talked about you know everyone wants to recruit the middle of the field and, and, and it's not because of of you know oh uh, of anything in particular it's because those players are are the best players on each team you know this year in shortstop center fielder combo 
that's they they earn that spot for a reason and it's because their coach decided that they're the people that take care of the ball the most and 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 that they they have the actions that it takes to to win baseball games so you know i ideally you 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 start looking at your shortstops and your and your center fields when 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 you go to a game um you know it's it, they're just more projectable you you can you can get them to campus and and you can say hey you know you have you have three or four other shortstops go 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 figure out who's going to end up pl- actually playing shortstop and the next two best guys play second base and third base and that that doesn't necessarily mean you know hey you you find a third baseman that can really really hit okay you you can go after that guy too but you, you got to make sure he can actually play third base at the college level and and if he doesn't he probably becomes a first baseman um but it's just it, it's 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 exactly what coach adam said you know you, your your best players play up the middle and and if if you find a corner outfielder guy or a first baseman that is is athletic and and can throw it and, and can really hit Hit, then you you can you you can plug and play with those guys, but the the, the secret is kind of out. Everyone wants to recruit the middle of the field that that inner diamond of of uh, get looked at first because they they they've earned that spot for, by by being the best player on the team. And and if and if you want to have a good college team, you, you better make sure you fill your roster up with with the, the best high school players that you can find. Because if if you, if you don't do that, it's going to be very tough to win at the college level. Awesome. So this next question, we'll go back to you first, Coach Wydetic, and it's this. What are metrics you like to see when you go to a showcase? I I, I enjoy the 60 time. Uh, I think it's it, it's it's a good baseline and, and, and uh, a very large part of the baseball industry is, is, is comfortable and with, with, with using that. And, and I think a lot of the showcases, at least in the state of Florida, do a pretty good job of, of getting uh, spin rate and, 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 and pop times and, and all that stuff. Uh, a metric that I like, and a lot of times I have to get it myself, uh, w- w- which gets interesting, um, the home to first time. And, and I like comparing the home to first time to what that individual ran in the 60. Um, because if it, if it doesn't translate one way or the other... I begin to have to ask questions about about you know the, the level of care of that player. You know, you, if I got a guy that runs a six seven sixty, but that speed doesn't translate in his home to first time, it, it, I begin to have to ask, okay, is is, is this person's speed speed really going to translate to a game? And d- does does he really care about about running the bases? And you know, is is he a showcase guy or is he a game guy? And I, 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 I don't I don't need the showcase guy on my team. I, I need the game guy on my team. And, and it goes the other way. If I got a guy that runs a seven flat 60, but whoa, his speed really plays up in a game that that has more value than the 60 time. And, and I think that home to first time kind of plays into, you know, is, is this is this someone that worked on their technique of how to run a 60? Or did they do they actually know how to run the bases? You know, do 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 they hit the front part of the bag? You know, all, all that stuff plays into you know the, the 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 attention to detail that that I think college recruiters want. And um, the the other one that I think is interesting and, and that I do like to look at is exit velo. And, and it's not because you know exit velo is is the end all be all, um, but it, it does give you some insight on what this individual's baseball physicality is. You know, does does this player have an efficient and athletic swing? Because because it's very hard to hit a, a baseball ninety three miles an hour if if 
if your 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 body's not in tune to what it needs to be doing. And, and being able to do that consistently shows that your body's under control and, and that you have a lot of offensive fundamentals already taken care of. Um, you know, and 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 I'll just say this as 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 a little bit of a, a, a cautionary thing for for people listening. Exit velo is not everything, and and you, you could go to a showcase and have an exit velo of ninety eight, um, and 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 that's fantastic. But if a college coach figures out that you can only do that on pitches located on the inner or outer half, you, you have a problem. You know, you can't cover the whole plate, and and you're not going to get that pitch in a game. It's just not going to happen at the college level, especially in the state of Florida, and and I'm sure in Texas as well. You know, the the baseball is better. And, and, and we can we can figure out that you can and can't do certain things. And, and I think, you know, consistent exit velo for, for pitches all over the plate is, is fantastic. That, that, that's a great thing to be able to keep track of. Um, but if people figure out you can only hit balls hard on one side of the plate and, 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 and that's all you're showing, you're, you're, you're going to have a hard time hitting in a game. So it's not the end all be all plate coverage does matter. Um, but, but being able to square up a ball that, 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 that really helps a recruiter. Cause now we can go to our head coach and say, Hey, you know, this guy, this guy's got a chance to hit a lot of baseballs hard at our level. And, and that's something that, you know, we, we can't really pass up. And what about you, coach Adams? What are metrics you'd like to see when you go to a showcase? So Coach Wydetic, uh, he kind of hit me a little bit with one I never really thought of, um, but I like a ton and I love his reasoning is the home to first versus the 60. Um, I'm personally a huge fan of speed. Um, so obviously a 60 time is a great thing for me to see, but I love that he hit on the home to first time because that's a really good point of guys that will do it, but they'll only go half you know, speed. And it makes me, you know, at that point you look at them like, well, dude, you just burned your legs out on a 60, but you don't want to go burn third, you know, half that distance. Um, because I want to see what that looks like. I want to see if he really does know how to hit the bases correctly when he's rounding. Um, does he go hard on the ground? Uh, even if he hits a chopper a second base, like does he actually like bust his butt over to the bag? Um, so, I mean, I love, that was my point. I loved hearing that for me too, though. Uh, um, not just – I think a lot of people kind of get really too star-eyed or the top velo, which is great. Um, you know, this is for infield, outfield velos, velo behind the plate, exit velo, all that stuff. Um, obviously, getting a top velo is great to see uh, because, again, you get to see kind of what that max effort looks like. Um, but I've seen – I've also seen it where there's a big drop-off on average velo. Um, and I, that to me is a huge thing because I've seen guys that have topped out of 88 before from the outfield, but then their average outfield throw is not that because whether the mechanics are right when they're doing a crow hop and throw or there's a lot of moving parts. Um, I want to see, okay, well, is he 86 to 87 on average and then he tops at 88 or is it a bigger drop off? Because if that's the case, then there's something that's not working right as consistently as I want. And I mean, for us, the name of the game is consistency. Um, you know, we want guys that, you know, run well in the outfield and, you know, have, you know, strong arms to throw guys out. Um, and on top of that too, like coach said, exit velo, I'm not a ride or die guy by it by any means. Um, because some guys don't have, some guys are not, you know, power type guys, but I do want to see, Hey, does the bear, does he get barrel to the baseball and does he have hard, consistent contact? Um, which again, 
can seem a little inconsistent, but, uh, you know, I've seen kids at showcases as well that will, you know, the exit velo test when they go in the cage and try to hit, and they'll absolutely try to dead rip the baseball as hard as they can. Um, and like Coach said, I mean, at our level, uh, you know, it's very easy to watch swings and see, you know, I would bet my left dollar on it that if I went off speed outside on this kid, he is not going to have – he's not going to touch anything because he's so dedicated to pull side power that he's not willing to use the whole field. And so there's a, I think there's a healthy balance between there. Um, you know, again, like power exit velo does tell us stuff, but at the same time, it also comes down to, can he hit with that same amount of authority going the other way or living up the middle with pitches that are where they're pitched at? Um, or is, does he only do that whenever a ball is middle in and he turns and burns on it? Great stuff so far, guys. And so, unfortunately, all good things got to come to an end. And we'll wrap it up right here with this question for you guys. And we'll start with you first, Coach Adams. And it's, what's the best way to get noticed by you in a game? So, this is actually one I get asked a lot um for obvious reasons you know what's the best way for coaches to get to look at me um and obviously uh whenever i go to games uh for one i just want man be yourself first off first and foremost um don't be a person you're not if you're not a talkative guy don't try to force yourself to talk up because there's a coach there um be who you are and be yourself and more importantly play hard uh and that's a cliche but i want to see I love it when I see guys just play like dirtbags and just dive after everything and play hard because those are the guys that I'm going to want to bring over to my school are guys that sell their bodies out, give 110% for the guys on the field. Uh, whether or not they make the play or not is, to me, is irrelevant in that situation. Like, hey, is he busting his butt hard to go after that ball? Is he running hard on a ground ball that got chopped over to second base? Like, there's a bunch of those small factors that, you know, and he – he could go 0 for 4 in a game, but he absolutely lasered all four shots at somebody um, because I'd rather take that guy than a guy who went 3 for 3, honestly, but he capped every single baseball and he just had little Texas leaguers that got through. Um, but more importantly, like I said, I want to see how the kind of teammate he is, regard, like I talked about earlier with pitchers, like how does he handle when he struck, when he strikes out? Um, does he sit and pound the dugout or does he get behind his teammates? Does he play hard and does he lead guys? Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you do that and you play hard, you know, and you be who you are in terms of a person, um, I think a lot of the results uh, balance themselves out, uh, whether that's for our program or for somebody else. But I would say just be genuine and be who you are and play hard. And what about you, Coach Wydedek? What's the best way to get noticed by you during a game? Well, I, I think the first thing the players have to realize is they need to leave a lot of the stuff they do in a showcase out of the game. They they, they don't they, they they do some things in showcase that showcases that aren't that aren't baseball game type things. Um, they, they 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 go to these showcases and, and they just worry about their at bat. 
if, if I go to a game to watch a hitter, I, I start watching the second he steps out of the dugout. You know, do, do, does he gather information on the on deck circle? You know, that 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 stuffs win wins games. It win it wins games in high schools and and it and it'll win a couple games in college. You know, and can can you execute game situations in in under, under the lights? You know, you, you may be a great power hitter in in high school. Uh, but but if you come up in the bottom of the last inning with a runner on second base and no outs, I I I, I kind of hope to see you at least give some thought to trying to move the runner over and, and hit the right side of the infield and ensure you may hit a line drive to the second baseman or the pitcher, but that that thought needs to be crossing your mind a little bit and and that's not showcase stuff. You know you, you don't go to a showcase kind of with that in mind. But if I go and see you in a game where they're keeping score. Uh, that 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 better that better you know cross your mind and, and think about something that you're doing, um, and then in between innings, uh, the the time in between innings gets wasted in, in in a lot of games, and you know people aren't they're not moving their feet at, at full speed, and, and they're not practicing their hardest throw. They 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 jog onto the field, and if you're an infielder, they 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 love to park on the infield grass, and they love to move their feet at 50 percent, and then throw the ball. That that that's that's not a great way to get recognized by a college coach. Work on your hardest throw, move your feet at game speed, so that way when that ball gets hit to you in a game, you understand what's going on. And then, and like what 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 Coach Adams said is 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 absolutely right. Be tough and play hard. You know, can can you go zero for four with with one or two not so great at bats and then go win a game with your glove? You know, do do can can you have a good bad day? And and if you can do that. That that kind of shows that you're mature enough to play college baseball because you're going to have bad days in college. It's, ha- it's going to happen. You know, you, you could you could get a C on a test and, and then have to go play your conference rival and, and your first two at bats may be terrible. Are you tough enough mentally and are you mature enough to to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I, I got to make sure I don't go make an error or I got to make sure I at least have one or two more quality at bats in this game and being able to show that. In a game is so important. It's so important because I, I I can go to any high school game in the state of Florida starting in February and, and see all of the nonsense. I can see people throw helmets. I can see people give up on their teammates. I, I can see all of it. That's not hard to find. What well, what's hard to find is the guys that are that that understand what's going on in the game and that are that are tough enough to to overcome their own personal problems and help their team win the game. And and, and obviously you know. <laughs> Me going out and seeing a game and, and seeing the guy I watch, he goes out and hits two doubles. That's fantastic, but th- that's not an every night type of thing. More often than not, you know. So seeing him struggle a little bit and, and seeing them overcome that is is fantastic because life life is like that. You know, you're, we're not going to go two for three with 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 two doubles every day we wake up. You know, sometimes we're going to have we're going to have three Ks and, and and have to figure out the rest of our day. And and those are the type of people that that I want in my program. And, and if I can see that in a game, that's that's a that's a positive as well.